Good morning and welcome to Sunday Morning with Love and Action. I am Ken Tuck. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you are doing well and you are all are doing okay in the summer heat. I tell you, it's been a long summer already, hasn't it? But that's okay. We're going to make it through and maybe... Uh, towards the end of October, 1st of November. Anyway, when the Peanut Festival gets here, it usually cools off, so we have that going for us. <laughs> I just hope you're all doing well and enjoying the summer, and hope you're ready to get into God's Word this morning. We are going to uh, dive into His Word. We're going to look at the topic of integrity this morning. For the first time in oh, maybe a couple of months, I don't have a guest with me this morning, so it's just going to be you and me. <laughs> but I will have more guests in the future. I just enjoy doing that because it's good to hear from others and good to hear what God is doing in different areas here in Dotham, but also around the world. And we will have more guests with us really soon. But today, we are going to talk about integrity. And before we do, let's go to our Heavenly Father in prayer. Father God, we want to praise you. We want to thank you. You are so good. You are so awesome. And we praise you. We love you. Thank you for this time, Father, that you give us to study your word, to hear from you. And we ask you, Holy Spirit, to teach us, to lead God and direct us into all truths and pray that we will be doers of your word and not hearers only. Father, I pray for everyone who's listening. God, you know each need. And I lift them to you. God, you know those who are listening who do not have that relationship with you through your son, Jesus Christ. I pray today will be the day they call upon the name of Jesus and be saved. Father, for every believer, I pray for more and more boldness to share your gospel, your good news with others and to make disciples. Father, we love you and we praise you. And it's in your holy name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. As we look around, around us, around this world, we have noticed that integrity is something that this world is devoid of. There is very little integrity in a lot of businesses, a lot of, of the government, and unfortunately in the church. So integrity is a very important thing, a very important topic, very important issue that I believe the Lord wants us to discuss this morning. So that's what we're going to do. And integrity is something that we need in every aspect of our life, not just in business, not just in ministry, not just in government, but in our lives. I believe if we don't have integrity, we don't have anything. Leadership. John Maxwell. Are you familiar with John Maxwell? If not, you should be. He's been teaching leadership for decades and has a whole bunch of great books out there. And I've taught some of John Maxwell's teachings uh, in the business world as well as in the ministry world. And it's just solid teaching. And I really like what John Maxwell says. He says, leadership is influence. Nothing more, nothing less. So if you have influence with anyone or over anyone, you're a leader. And to be an effective leader, we must have integrity. If you're a mother, you're a father, you have influence over your children. If you're married, you have influence with your spouse, right? And you have to have integrity in all those relationships. So see why integrity is just woven in every area of our lives, and we have to have integrity because we all have influence. So are we being a positive influence or a negative influence? We have influence on people that we serve people that we come in contact with, people that we work with. So what do you think of when you hear the word integrity? Well, the definition of integrity is the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles, moral uprightness. An example of a sentence is, he is known to be a man of integrity. 
So we see that qualities of integrity is honesty, moral values, strong moral values, and moral uprightness. So these are aspects that we should all want to have in our lives. And when we do, we are people of integrity. And so let's look at some verses in the Bible and see what the Bible says about integrity. Let's start out in Titus chapter 2, verses 7 and 8. Titus 2, verses 7 and 8. Paul writes, Show yourself in all respects to be a model of good works, and in your teaching show integrity, dignity, and sound speech that cannot be condemned, so that an opponent may be put to shame, having nothing evil to say about us. When we have integrity, and people try to put us down, people try to shame us, people talk bad about us, they're the ones who are going to look bad. They're the ones who are going to be put to shame because people are going to say, no, that person is a person. He has integrity or she has integrity. He's honest. She's honest. They're very moral, upright people. Don't talk bad about them. And so when we have that kind of integrity in our lives, it's harder for somebody to talk bad about us. In James chapter 4, verse 17, we read, So whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. So this is about integrity, too, because we know what's right. And if we know what's right and we fail to do it, then that is sin. And we have failed to show integrity in that situation. So integrity, we have to have it. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 9. Whoever walks in integrity walks securely, but he who makes his way crooked will be found out. So whoever walks in integrity walks securely. Why do you think that is? Well, I think it's because when we are walking, we are living with integrity, we have nothing to hide. We have nothing to be ashamed of. And so we are secure in how we're living our life because we are living it with integrity. And Proverbs 11.3 says, The integrity of the upright guides them, but the crookedness of the treacherous destroys them. Again, two very opposites right there. The integrity of the upright guides them. We are guided by a moral compass, right? And that moral compass is the Bible. And the Bible is filled with information, with commands, with instructions on how we should live this life. And if we know them and we live them, we are living with godly integrity. And God's word guides us. And his integrity, those decisions that we make, we're making them because we know the Word of God and we're going to have decided we're going to live this life with godly integrity. But if we don't, then A, we're sinning. B, crookedness of the treacherous destroys them, which means that the way of non-integrity, not having integrity in our life, is going to destroy us. And you can look at that in, in every aspect of life, in marriage. If we don't have integrity with our spouse, we have infidelity with them, then that marriage is going to destroy, be destroyed, right? Same way in business. If we don't conduct business with integrity, then people are going to look at us, going to look at that business and say they're not trustworthy. Don't do business with them. In ministry, if we aren't living and walking and carrying out our ministry with integrity, then people won't trust us. They won't see us as honest people, as moral, upright people living out God's word. And therefore, our ministry would be ineffective. So we have to have integrity, godly integrity, because we want people to trust us. We want people to know that we're honest. 
Because when we share Jesus with somebody, we want them to know that we're telling them the truth and that we want them to come to know Jesus. So integrity is so important. One more verse here, Proverbs 28, verse 6. Better is a poor man who walks in his integrity than a rich man who is crooked in his ways. It's easy to see just by reading Scripture that integrity is so important. And we have to live this life with godly integrity. And why is it so important? Well, let's look at it from a Christian perspective. Number one, we represent Jesus Christ. What people see in us, that's what people think about Jesus. We see 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20, Therefore we are ambassadors for Christ. God is making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. So see, we are ambassadors for Christ. If we say that we are believers, we are followers of Jesus, then people who don't have that relationship with them, they're going to look at us and see what Jesus is all about. So what kind of Jesus are they seeing? Are they seeing the real Jesus? Or are they seeing something that really has nothing to do with Jesus? It's our integrity in our walk with Christ, our integrity in keeping the Word of God. That's what people see. If they see us walking out this life, living out this life for Jesus, then they're going to see a Savior, a Lord that they want, that they know that they need, and they're going to come to him. It's all about walking this life in integrity. We are ambassadors. We represent Jesus. We have to represent him correctly. We have to represent him the way that we are supposed to, that to show his love. Jesus didn't walk here on earth and show hatred to people. Jesus walked this earth loving people. People like the Samaritans, for example. Jews and Samaritans did not get along, but Jesus showed love to the Samaritans. You remember the Samaritan woman at the well? She was the first one that he publicly announced to that he is the Messiah. So Jesus is showing us integrity. We have to have integrity in relationships. We have to have integrity in carrying out the Word of God. We have to have integrity in showing people who Jesus is. So we represent Jesus. We have to remember we represent him at all times. It's not just at church. That's really the easy time to represent Jesus because we're all there together. We're in a house of worship together, worshiping Jesus together, hearing the word of God being preached to us, hanging out with other believers. So that's where it's really easy to be a Christian. But to be a true ambassador of Christ, we have to show him to others everywhere we go. So if we're at a restaurant, for example, and the service may be a little slow, that's not a good time to yell at somebody or be rude to the waiter or waitress. That's the time to show some fruit of the Spirit, like patience. And it's also a time to encourage that person and even offer to pray for them. You know, that's such an important thing when you go out to eat. That waiter or waitress could be having a tough day, could be having a tough time at home. And as believers, we need to be lifting them up. We don't need to be pulling them down by yelling at them or getting mad and frustrated with them. From somebody who grew up in the restaurant business, sometimes things just happen. <laughs> Food doesn't come out right or things get behind in the kitchen or as a waiter, you get so busy you forget something. I've been there. I understand. So wherever we go, we need to show people Jesus. And as we live that out, we're living out 
this life with godly influence, with godly integrity. And a good example of that is my wife. Martha loves to share Jesus with people, and I, I love that so much about her. Cashiers at stores we go to, she often will share the love of Jesus with them, and it's a beautiful thing. And, and as we get to know these cashiers more, as we go to the stores more, and they're there working, then she follows up with them. And we've have seen God do some wonderful things in people's lives just by walking this life with godly integrity as she does. So we have to remember that. We represent Jesus at all times, no matter where we're at. First Peter chapter 3, verse 16, having a good conscience so that when you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame. Again, that's very similar to what we read earlier. If we're walking with godly integrity, living out this life with godly integrity, then people who try to slander us or who come against us, they're the ones who are going to be put to shame, not us. So that's another great aspect, great benefit of living a life with godly integrity. John Maxwell says this, image is easy. Integrity is hard. Now, don't let the word hard scare you. After all, you undoubtedly know that everything worthwhile is uphill. You understand that it takes discipline and time to achieve things that are of lasting value. Integrity is the same. It's the sum of all your decisions over time. I want to repeat that. Integrity is the sum of all of your decisions over time. When you choose each day to live according to the standards you set for yourself, you build integrity on the inside and in the minds of the people around you. Integrity is essential for a leader because people will not willingly follow someone they cannot trust. And trust is built when you consistently act according to your beliefs. When you have integrity, you have what management expert Peter Drucker called the final requirement of effective leadership. So I really like how John puts that there in that integrity is not something that just you all of, all of a sudden develop. It's a life of making the right decisions, the right choices, and living according to the standards that you set for yourself. Now, as believers, that standard is the Bible. So when we consistently live out a biblical life in front of others, we build integrity, even if they are not believers. I've had unbelievers tell me basically that, that, Ken, you are the same and no matter what situation you're in, and you have been the same as long as I've known you. Matter of fact, one of my best friends, that's how he came to the Lord, knowing each other when we were young. And when we got older, he said, Ken, you've been the same all these years. I need what you have. And he knew that need was Jesus Christ, and he gave his life to him. So see what living a life of integrity, first of all, now I'm not perfect <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, you ask anybody who knows me, they'll be happy to tell you, no, Ken's not perfect. <laughs> and integrity isn't about being perfect, but it's about striving, striving to be, striving to be the person that God shows us, tells us to be in his word. So that means we have to be in his word. We need to know his word and study his word. And the more we know, the more we can live out this life for him and live it out with godly integrity. And through our actions, we can lead people to Jesus. And when we combine our words with our action, 
as Billy Graham said, there's no better testimony, there's no better witness than to combine our actions with our words. I want to give you uh, three questions we should ask ourselves. And again, this comes from John Maxwell. But three questions we should ask ourselves in order to maintain our integrity. Number one, we need to ask ourselves, am I being true to myself? Living with integrity begins within. It's within us. The only person in the world you cannot hide from is you. (laughs) Have you ever thought about that? You cannot get away from from you, no matter how hard we try. So that's the only person we can't hide from is ourselves. And to be genuine, to be a genuine person, you have to be able to live with yourself and the decisions that you make. Have you ever made a bad decision? We all have. And we think, oh, I wish I hadn't done that. I wish I had not made that decision. I wish I had not said that. But we have to live with that. So the integrity in our lives, it begins within. And if, you, if our actions would cause us to, to be ashamed or embarrassed if they were ever found out, then we know we're not being true to ourselves or to our values. So if we've done something and, or said something and we're ashamed of it and we think, man, if somebody finds that out, I'm going to be so embarrassed, I'm going to be so ashamed, then we know we have made a decision, we have done something that shows that we are not living within, with the standard that we have set for ourselves. Again, that standard comes from the Bible. And we have to realize that if we ever feel that way, if we ever feel like we have to hide our decisions, hide our actions, the first person we're deceiving is ourselves. So we need to ask ourselves, am I being true to myself? Number two, Am I being true to my mentor? And I hope you all have a mentor out there. If you don't, you need to find one. It's just like Paul, for example. He was, mentor, he was a mentor to Timothy, right? And so we all need a Timothy in our life that we can mentor, and we all need a Paul in our life that we can look up to and, and ask for advice and, and actually you know, be led by them. And, and we need an Apollos in our life, so somebody who's we're kind of on equal footing and we can continue to grow together and iron sharpens iron. But if we have a mentor, are we being true to our mentor? Now, member, mentors are people who have chosen to invest. They're taking their time. They're taking their resources. And usually time is that main resource. And we know how valuable that is to invest into you. A mentor is investing their time into your life because they want to help you maximize your potential. And if your actions would disappoint them, then you're not putting enough value on your mentor's investment. You're shortcutting the process and hurting both yourself and your mentor. So think about what your mentor is teaching you. And think about how you are listening to to him or to her. Are your actions or your words are they something that they would be ashamed or they would be hurt by seeing that their time and effort has not paid off yet? A mentor is somebody who doesn't just say, oh, well, you didn't do what I said. Forget about you. They're ones who are going to stay with you and keep teaching, keep pouring themselves into you. And we need to be true to those mentors because they are putting a lot of time and effort into our lives. And it's so important to have the right mentor in your life. And thirdly, am I being true to my people? 
And here's what that means. You're surrounded by people who are affected by your actions. They may be family, friends, colleagues, neighbors. Your choices impact them on a daily basis. If you are not living a genuine life with them, it will ultimately damage the relationships that you need to thrive. So we all need to have those good relationships with our family, with our friends, with our colleagues, neighbors. And so our choices, they don't just affect us. They affect those that we love, those that we have a relationship with. So we have to remember that. Our actions affect a lot of people. And we see how living a life of integrity is so important for our family, so important for our friends, for colleagues at work, and where you live, your neighbors. It's, it's just so important that we make our decisions using the integrity that comes from the Word of God through living out a life of integrity. Because as I said at the beginning, without integrity, we have nothing. And I, I look at people who have failed because of integrity and not pointing fingers, but there are stories that, that we can read about or videos we can, we can watch, documentaries, and we see how a lack of integrity has brought people down. And when I think about ministries, because obviously being a minister of the gospel and having a wonderful ministry that God has blessed us with, I always think about we have to have integrity in all that we do. And way back at the beginning, over 22 years ago when Love and Action began, co-founder Mike Schroeds and myself, we both said, if we don't have integrity, we don't have anything. And so we want people to see Jesus in us. We want people to see Jesus in this ministry. We want people to trust us. And if we didn't have integrity, people wouldn't. And so I praise God for that good integrity because it does affect so many people, not only those that we serve, but those who volunteer with us, those who give financially to us. My goodness, you got to have integrity for people to trust you with finances they give you. And integrity is so important. Are, are we being good stewards of what God gives us? You know, I ask myself that often, daily. Am I being a good steward of what God has blessed me with personally and what God has blessed us with at the ministry? So it's all about integrity. When I think about a ministry of integrity, I often think of Billy Graham, the late, great Billy Graham and the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association because he is one example of a major minister. I mean, who didn't know Billy Graham, right? He was all, always on TV. He was uh, you know, d- doing the Crusades, not, not on religious television, but his, his services were on TV, often nationwide TV. He was praying with presidents and even giving advice because they would ask him. He had so much integrity, and all around the world he had great integrity. And that impeccable integrity helped him and and his ministry reach this untold number of people with the gospel, millions upon millions upon millions of people with the gospel. And it kept his witness strong. Why? Because people trusted Billy Graham. People trusted his ministry. And if you ever have, have have the opportunity to do some work with the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association, 
you're going to experience integrity in ministry because I, I've been blessed on a couple of different occasions to do some work with the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. And man, just great integrity with that ministry and with the people in that ministry. It, it's life-changing. It's life-changing when people come into contact and experience true integrity. And so that's, for example, that's what I want people to always receive when they come to Love in Action, whether they're coming to serve or whether they're coming to be served. I want them to experience Jesus. And the only way they're going to do that is if we are carrying out our lives, if we are carrying out this ministry with godly integrity. Let me give you one example of godly integrity, uh, personal life as well as ministry. And this is one that also Billy Graham used in his life. We have a policy, a rule at Love and Action that a man and a woman will not be alone together unless they're husband and wife. And the reason why we do that is, one, nothing may ever happen when that man or that woman is alone together. But one, it can be perceived that way by others, that something not right is going on. But it also doesn't give ground to the enemy because the enemy would do like nothing more than to cause problems and cause destruction, right? And I know Billy Graham caught some flack about that late in his career when he said, look, I've, I've never been alone with anybody, with any woman, but my wife. And if you notice, nothing ever happened. <laughs> there was no sexual issues with that ministry, no controversies. And that's a policy he set for his life and also for his ministry. And so we do the same thing. My, my uncle, he was a pastor, and he told me when I first talked to him about the call that God has on my life, he said, Ken, one piece of advice, don't ever be alone with anyone other than your wife, as far as a female goes. Do not be alone. And so that, that's just integrity. And we have to have that kind of integrity in every part of our lives. And so we must keep integrity in all that we do. And I hope today's message was, was clear about that. Let's be people of integrity in every aspect of our life. And as we do, we are going to bring glory to God, and we're going to be able to be outstanding witnesses of Jesus at home, at work, in our neighborhoods, everywhere we go. Let's be people of integrity. This is the 4th of July weekend, the 4th of July week coming up. Tomorrow, our nation celebrates another birthday. Let's be sure to be praying for our country. Let's be sure that we show our country integrity. You know, our country lacks integrity in many, many areas. But as people of God, we can, we can start changing that. But we have to have that in our lives first before we can influence anybody else with integrity. I know there's a lot of people traveling this weekend. Always is 4th of July. The gas prices are sky high, so that may keep some people at home. But if you are traveling, please be safe out there. Please be respectful of others. And as you go, again, share Jesus with people. Everyone needs to know about the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
Well, if you'd like to find out more about Love in Action, you can follow us on Facebook. We post a lot on there to show people what God is doing. And it's exciting what God is doing through Love in Action here as well as around the world. You can also go to our website at loveinactionministries.com. It's a great landing spot to see what all we do and what all we are doing and uh, at home here in Dothan and the Wiregrass and then uh, throughout the world where God has opened up doors. But loveinactionministries.com. We're also on Facebook and YouTube and Twitter. So um, podcast, of course, you can subscribe to podcast, the Love in Action podcast on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, just pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts you can probably find the Love in Action podcast there. So I encourage you to subscribe to that as well. Well, if you have any questions or any comments, please feel free to email me at ken.tuck at loveinactionministries.com or you can call us at Love in Action. Our number is 334-494-4995. Well, I hope everybody has a wonderful day, a wonderful weekend. Be careful with those fireworks. <laughs> Just know this, Jesus loves you. I pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.